0: This is margaret com with another episode of diabetic survival if you haven't noticed i'm playing around a little bit with the music so enjoy as i try to find a new theme song um go ahead and leave in the comments if you got have one of your favorites uh from a certain episode and i'll i'll actually you know i may put that back on again um anyways uh the story that i wanted to talk about today was um Something I found off of news Break, local news, and local. I, I mean, to me, it's coast to coast. So this was actually in Bullhead City. Uh, obviously, I'm on the East Coast right now, but you know, of course, I pay attention to the stories that are actually happening on the West Coast too. Sometimes, because uh, I do miss my, I do miss my West Coast. I, <laughs> I miss you West Coast. I miss you Idaho. I miss you Nevada. I miss you Arizona. New Mexico, not so much. Sorry. (laughs) So Norma Gallagher made headlines again. They just posted the story 28 days ago, but she actually... I want to know what the outcome was of her... of her, her lawsuit, because this poor lady was arrested for feeding the homeless, people! Like, really?! Uh, you know what I tell people when they come up with these ridiculous laws I'm like just do it anyways just feed them anyways Um, is it illegal to give them clothes who cares just give them clothes anyways just make sure that they're clean and stuff of that nature make sure the food's hot or cold or whatever not spoiled or used or whatnot. treat your homeless population right Um, but anyways yeah Norma she's actually suing the city of Bullhead City because, of course, they won't allow her to feed the homeless, which she has been doing for years. So she's actually, um... Which court is she taking them to? She's... So I'm waiting for my page to load right now. Actually, I have to actually download uh, Newsbreak in order to show the story that I posted on uh, Facebook because, um, unfortunately it's on my my newer phone. But, um... Mm -hmm. So, I'll I'll talk a little bit. I I started to think about this today, and you know, most people they see homeless people and they're like, ew! You know, they draw back, they don't want to touch them, they'll go out of their way to avoid them. You know, they'll cross the street in order to avoid some homeless person from asking them for money. I get it. Those are beggars. There's different types of homeless people. They're the homeless people that never bother anybody, and then you have the, uh, the ones who beg for change, they have different ways that they survive. It's all good. Okay, good. I think I got my news break story here coming in. Let's see if I allow it. Okay. So you have to um, download Newsbreak in order to see the story, but I do have it pa- posted to my Facebook page called. Um, oh my goodness. Gotta download more stuff. Okay, excuse my. Okay, here we go. Here, here's the story. Should open up now. Then I'll talk about homeless people after I talk to you about this lady, Norma Thornton, is her name. I wanted to make sure I got it right. So, again, her name is Norma Thornton. She's 78. So in March, she was sharing food with the homeless in the park. It's a violation of their 2021 city ordinance that quote-unquote heavily restricts the sharing of food for charitable purposes at a public park, end quote. So just so you know, she's actually been serving the uh, people food in the park since 2018, so they totally avoided the fact that she'd already been doing this. Like, they didn't give her, like, a grandmothering... Law or something of that nature, like no exceptions, like except for the lady who actually feeds the people in the park. No, they just totally disregarded her and went ahead and slapped a law in place that would actually penalize her. You know, people who criminalize people that should be illegal, okay? So, I think that the person who actually created that city ordinance actually needs to get booted out because they didn't provide a solution besides just treating her like crap, okay? No. You don't do that. They're feeding your homeless population. Now, um, probably wondering why this is a big deal. Um, there might be some interesting facts you, know, you don't know about homeless people, okay? Such as the fact that, believe it or not, they're actually they're there are actually those that are homeless that are actually working in your community. They just cannot get housing for whatever reason. Uh, whether it be they just don't make enough money, uh, divorce, they're just recently divorced, and so they got thrown out their home or what what not where they lived or uh safety issue like a domestic violence incident or whatever these are people that are actually working in your community i think that when people actually start um ostracizing homeless they don't realize that these are still members of your community you get rid of them and guess what you're going to have a ghost town because you're going to find out there's some people in some very interesting circumstances that are the ones who are actually supporting your community. Like, if you want to destroy a city, just eradicate your homeless population. Um, Then you're gonna wonder why there's people not serving you food anymore, or washing your car, or doing your dishes. It's because you chased them off. You know, so they were taking what little they had, and they were still benefiting humanity and society in general. They were still supporting your city. So, so what if this lady was feeding food to people in a park? She was keeping them going. She was the inspiration of what they needed so that they could survive. They, um, she was providing hope and she was doing something that made her happy. And see, that's a lot of, like, that's something that people don't realize too, is like when you do charitable act... And you continue to do it. The reason being is because that's where a lot of people derive their joy from. But also you got to think that the people that she was actually serving, they were, were were getting that benefit because they needed her there to feed them because they didn't have that little extra. Because let's say, you know, 100% of their resources were going to either support their kids or was going towards their housing or maybe to pay off court fines or fees or whatever. But these people that were ostracizing these people were actually criminalizing, not just Norma, this lady who's feeding these people in this park, but were also taking away a service she was actually providing to uh, possibly hundreds if not thousands of people, probably just hundreds, but who actually needed her services. And she was more than willing to provide this service to them. So I think that... Okay, so a way to rectify the situation, and I mean, she has gone on the national news, is I really hope that she wins this lawsuit that she has actually filed against the city. I hope that they rectify the situation by not only uh, returning her fine and her money to her, but actually building her a kitchen, a soup kitchen, where she can actually... um, you know have it named after her and also be able to feed even more people because as you know California has a problem and I know this is in Arizona but Bullhead City is so close to California trust me there will be people all over actually going to Bullhead City because of this incident anyways. So I think people need to start using a little bit more critical thinking and thinking about uh, long-term implications towards People that you're criminalizing by just having somebody do a good deed. So just let them do their charitable act, people. Then there's no lawsuit and then there's not a big hype on the news, etc. Now, Salt Lake City actually did this years ago. And I remember when they did this. I was back in uh, 2007, 2008. It was when our economy was actually going downhill once again salt lake and you know a lot of people start you know they lose their housing and everything now they're homeless now they got to culminate in the park and you know there there were there were actual churches that were actually going into the park and actually feeding people and the city put a stop to that they criminalized it and no more feeding in the park well it was a big hoodoo as well i don't know exactly how they fix the problem or how they think they thought they fix the problem but You know, by not feeding people is not a way to get rid of homeless. They're still going to be homeless. I mean, nobody who's homeless wants to be homeless. If you go up to somebody who's homeless and and you offer them a house, they're not going to refuse it. They're not going to refuse food from you. They're not going to refuse immediate assistance. They may refuse something that's illegal or something that might actually damage them in the long run. But, you know... like it's a total disregard and lack of respect to assume that somebody is going to accept anything if there's strings attached okay um such as what a lot of these organizations do they have a lot of strings attached to things so um one of the things that for instance the biden administration did in 2022 is he opened up more veteran funding well good for him good for veterans yay veterans but um you know there's a lot more homeless people who have worked hard ever since they were like 12 Who are still homeless and who's taking care of them you know so um, that's always an issue but I like I uh, recently went to my insurance and they had a whole list of opportunities you know organizations like you'll find out when you're when you're hitting hard times you'll find this out too and I mean I know a lot of people are actually hitting hard times right now but um, I was actually looking at all my resources that actually had available to me and I was like, these organizations are pathetic. Oh, sorry, but no, I'm not going to. Like, one of them was um, to try a new pharmaceutical drug. They'll actually allow you to have this drug at a reduced cost or something. Now, mind you, I don't even know if it's been FDA approved, and I don't necessarily trust FDA anymore. So they don't necessarily test drugs for six to seven years like they used to before actually issuing it out to the public now they just use everybody as a test subject so um not necessarily fond uh, of uh, fda and you got to do a little bit more research to make sure that the, these drugs are actually properly tested before you actually start trying them out so i know doctors like to use people's guinea pigs don't be a guinea pig, people if it hasn't been out for six or seven years or longer don't trust it because it could probably turn you into a uh, a a green alien or something, or, you know, you might end up growing an extra uterus. (laughs) I'm joking, of course, Um, especially if you don't have that, that kind of anatomy. But, um, so things are not what they appear. I mean, it's just kind of like uh, job sites, right? You go to apply for a job, the next thing you know, you're getting spammed for the next three months of your life because you thought you were applying for a job and what it was was some kind of criminal activity going on where they were collecting your information just so that they could sell to different marketing companies just so they could spam you all day because you checked a box to opt in because you thought you were getting job notices. Like, I'm serious. That does happen. I, I went th- just went through that. I'm still going through that. I'm still leery of Indeed.com, even though it's like your best source of uh, uh, job information out there because uh, there are spammers on there and it's kind of hard to detect especially with all these new startup companies what's a fake company what's a real company and you shouldn't have to actually put it out on google like is this company legitimate or not because google even states that these companies are legitimate when they're not (laughs) so you can't really trust anything anymore but uh besides the point so, knowing this, there are a lot of people who actually think organizations are there to help help you out in hard times. What I'm finding is that there is no help. Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of stuck in a situation myself where, for the past month and a half, I've actually reached out to organizations, churches, charities, etc. And I'm getting the runaround, and what they're doing to, in order to actually deflect them from the situation is they're recommending other programs that don't work as well, that recommend you to other programs that don't work, and what, the only way that you know that, that you're, you're going around in a circle or a ring like this is because they start referring you to the same organizations that you've already checked, and so then you just say, I've already checked that one. Then they'll be like, well, try this resource, because we really just don't have anything, Like, ever. Or, we cannot support you because you don't have kids. Or something of that nature. So, there's a lot of fraud going on right now. Not only in the job market, but also um, with different organizations that are there to actually assist people. And then with the jobs actually paying as badly as $10 an hour when you need more than that just to actually have an apartment. Like, people. There's a reason why other people are homeless. There is a reason, okay? So, you're just going to have to... uh, either you're going to have to agree with me or you're going to have to agree to disagree one of the two or just turn me off and go watch something else. But, um, our our society's in a lot of trouble. So, I I mean, there are a lot of well-intending people out there. um, And there are some real charities out there, but they're a little bit freaked out too because either they've lost funding or something's happened on the books or something. Right. And um, I guess a perfect example of that would be Mountaineer Rental Assistance, which was here in West Virginia, where they were actually helping people out during the pandemic and were offering up to 18 months worth of funding. And then all of a sudden they just cut it off. So people who thought they would still qualify were not qualified any longer then they have to take on these jobs that don't pay very well and uh, try to manage their their finances and then they reach out to the organizations to help them out and these organizations, they just don't have any funding because everybody lost their jobs all at once or everybody, uh, you know, I don't know what what the reason is. Either these organizations are just fake or these organizations like maybe helped out a couple people and they just didn't have any funding or something. Not quite sure. So uh, reaching out to Salvation Army is kind of a joke. They don't help anybody with rent, for instance. Um, I've actually personally reached out to a couple of, actually quite a few churches, Salvation Army, LDS Church Organization. um, Let's see, who else? Uh, Catholic Charities. And really, they don't return calls. You know, they have everything go to voicemail. They don't return phone calls. And if they do return your phone calls, it's just to tell you that they don't have funding. Which is really funny <laughs> so this is what the reason why i bring this up is because this is what people are going through and so of course when you create a situation a financial crisis like this that people cannot afford uh things happen like evictions lawsuits and uh finally if nothing else they end up homeless so these aren't bad people all the time that this happens to you nor is it karma i hate it when people say oh well, that was their karma and it was coming no no this person could have worked hard all their life and then all of a sudden they lost their job because their job was making job cuts and didn't even know who this person was was, they were just a number to them so they're just like okay well this is the bottom of the line and we have to cut people because the government changed their minds on uh, us being called know a company we have to now hire these as employees not independent contractors the next thing you know uh, there are people that are losing their jobs left and right so this does happen people it happened to me I know that this happens so it doesn't mean and, and you know the reason why I'm bringing this out is because of the stigma associated with homeless people it does not mean that a homeless person is a bad person it does not mean that they're scoured in society, it doesn't mean that they're pariah, or they should be treated badly, but you know what, in society, we just automatically are programmed to think, oh, this is a bad person, they must have done something wrong, they must have just got out of prison or something, like, they deserve this, they deserve to be homeless, no, people, no, if they were a criminal, they would be in prison, okay, if they are homeless, they're just a homeless person, and they're struggling, Okay, so you know I'm gonna say something positive about homeless people. If you're homeless, congratulations. I love you. I wish you well. God bless you. I hope better things for you. Okay. Let me let me tell you some positive things about homeless people. Okay. And this is something you know this is this is something this is where you're taking critical thinking skills to a different level. And I think that um, like I know when I was younger I lacked critical thinking skills. I gained that not only with time but also taking some classes. Um, <laughs> I had to take classes in it but I really enjoyed my philosophy class by the way, and my critical thinking um, I started thinking about this. this is where you can actually think about new topics in a different light, in a different way and it can actually help you see beyond seeing green people oh, excuse me I just gave you a hint there homeless people are the best green people I have ever met hear me out These are the people who recycle things, right? I cannot tell you how many times I've seen homeless people take trash out of the garbage can just so they can refurbish something. Let's, let's, like, thank them. Just say, next time you see somebody who's homeless, just say thank you for being you. Just say it. They may not even know what you're talking about. They may not even care. Just say thank you. Like, sometimes you don't know what to say to a homeless person. Just say, thank you. They're recycling your junk, people. They're taking out your glass bottles. They're taking out your tin cans. They're taking out your used uh, bags that you can't use anymore because they can actually refurbish that to actually use themselves. They're recycling. So they're taking things out. Like, they're not going to the landfill themselves. I guess there are some people who do. But um, when they're going through your garbage can and stuff, um, like, I, like, we're all always built paranoid because of certain things that happen to I mean... Obviously there's some cyber crimes that can happen, such as stealing important identity information, which, by the way, you should be shredding anyway, so that they don't, nobody can get a hold of that. But but when somebody goes through your trash and they take out the tin cans and the bottles and stuff like that to recycle, they're actually doing the part that you should have been doing to begin with anyways, by separating your plastics and your bottles, you know, your glass and your, your tin anyways. So if you think about it you don't have to pay to actually have things recycled now if you live in an apartment complex we don't have bins here like maybe they do in california or something where they're like super green but uh here at my apartment complex there's one big tin can and you do it now they do have something some kind of recycling bin down down um by the street and it's in a different apartment complex so i don't think we can actually technically use it but i'm not quite sure what they're recycling over there so um, that's kind of different but so they're recycling things and also the, the reason why I call them the greenest people on the planet is because sometimes they create shacks for themselves or earth houses or they uh, put up a tent or something of that nature which means they're not burning up electricity either so they're not wasting electricity they're not wasting their resources so no way, shape, or form, should these people ever be bothered. We need to create a new name for them, such as the green people, because a lot of them do recycle. Now, there's a lot of them that big, too. So there's different types of homeless people. There are the people who just, uh, they're homeless, but they couch surf. So they sleep with, at their friend's house. I was going to say they sleep with a neighbor, but that doesn't make any sense. But, like, uh, somebody will rent them the couch for, like, a hundred bucks in their home. And, uh, but these people are still homeless, it's just that, you know, there's somebody allowing them to park on the couch. So yeah, being a green person is an unconventional job, it's not necessarily a glamorous one, I guess some people have made it glamorous. I've heard of people actually taking, uh, or building houses out of bottles and recycling things to actually make their home. So these people are the perfect of friendly environment type people that you would actually want in your community because they are not wasting resources. We don't talk about them. Now, maybe they're pooping in the woods like a bear. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, this it's not a waste of water resources by any means. But people seem to fear what they don't know. Which is true. I do too. I, I fear things I don't know. So, but I try to understand it so I don't have to have that fear anymore. I mean, do I want to live this lifestyle or that type of lifestyle? I do not. I don't want to live that type of lifestyle. Um, But at the same time, I'm not going to judge my neighbor because they might prefer that lifestyle. I'm not going to judge them. They're just my neighbor. I'm still going to love them. It's okay if they recycle. That's their business. But now if they are in that lifestyle and they need help, a helping hand up, I'm also not going to judge that person. I'm not going to judge that person just because they want to live like my lifestyle or they want what I have. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, I'm all for it. If you want what I have, you know what, here, I'll give you half the clothes in my closet and get you some pots and pans and stuff. I mean, hey, I have no problem with that. Don't Just don't take everything from me, right? I think people have a misconception that uh, people who are homeless are all thieves and they're not. They may ask for things, but it doesn't mean they're going to come into your house and steal all your stuff. Can that happen? Of course it can happen, but not everybody's like that. Um, They're not any different than your neighbors. And um, if you're not worried about your neighbors, why should you be worried about the homeless community unless they've actually shown you that they're not to be trusted? So if you've listened this far, then you might as well join my Facebook page, Helping Humanity, because I do actually post articles on this and i have since i was actually checking the date because i was thinking i've only done it for a year but i've actually done it for like four years four or five years um where i've actually posted different sites like like the homelessness crisis in different cities on my page like when i i just can't believe like for instance living conditions in like phoenix um around the shelter and how they don't have enough shelters or like la or new york what new york's doing Um, now that's another story for a different day too, which I, well, actually I'll go ahead and share it today. But New York, they were actually offering some people that didn't, couldn't find homes in homeless shelters, housing. And, uh, actually the governor, he's actually putting them like, like they were asking, where are you putting these people? They're like, we're going to put them in your neighborhood. So they're going to be your neighbors. (laughs) and of course people are like I can't believe you're putting a homeless person in my neighborhood but people you have to understand these are not bad people first off remember they're not bad people they're put in bad situations and anybody like um, can have the mindset of whatever anywhere so now they're putting homeless people in housing situations where they have running water and they have a clean facility and they have access to food you know stuff of that nature just like you do there's nothing wrong with that if anything that's going to probably be beneficial to you because you're going to have a very nice humble neighbor because they know what it's like to be in poverty and so they're not gonna like take your things or anything because they know what it's like not to have things they're not gonna take from you give me a break so, um, anyways, I really wish I had, like, a million dollars because I would, like, tell this lady, you know, going back to Arizona, um, Norma Thornton, bless her heart, she's 78, to me, this lady's like a rock star now, um, she is actually, what, where was it, where is she, Who is she, oh yeah, the lawsuit, okay, so the lawsuit was actually filed in a federal court, and this was just a month ago that USA Today was actually the original publisher of this article. And um basically with the lawsuit states or actually is it the lawsuit Yeah, basically what what her attorney has said is that Norma and the rest of Americans... So this is all quoted by uh, Diana Sampson, uh, Thornton's attorney, has said, Norma and the rest of Americans really have a right to engage in charitable acts. So that's what she's actually taking them to court for. And she's fighting for the right to share her food. Now, if you still think this is abhorrible and you're still listening... Let me ask you this, if you had a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or even like a Hanukkah type dinner because you're Jewish or something, if somebody prevented you from being able to share with your neighbors or your family, would you take them to court too? I would hope so because I think you would want to fight for your rights. You have the right to feed your family. You have the right to feed your friends. You should be able to do that from your kitchen, or from anywhere, really. If you decided to go have a picnic and invite your friends, would you be a little bit offended if somebody said, oh, you can't do that anymore, even if you've been doing it for, like, years? And don't be sarcastic with me. (laughs) If you disagree, then you're not right in the head, okay? But, um... I would not be going on half an hour, probably an hour, of this tirade if I didn't really believe what I was actually saying here, people. And, of course, this is more like um, one of those problems that's actually flexing the majority of problems in this country. And this is is my fear. I'm just going to straight up say it. Because I, I really do believe that um, we're kind of like a chain link fence from the East coast to the West coast. And when one of those, those chains is, is, is weak and it breaks, it, it breaks that chain of, um, community. And these are people that have already fallen out of the community. These are people where if you walk past them, there there are people, okay. So there's the people that walk past them. They don't care. They see homeless people all the time there are people like in phoenix and this is this happened for years and years and years okay where you go to a convenience store and there's like 20 homeless people hitting you up for money and you're just like what the heck you know i i came in here with five dollars i'm leaving with like you know i wanted to help one homeless person out but what about the rest of them I mean, this is like ongoing, this is constant. And then you avoid certain areas because you know there's gonna be more homeless than other people and you just don't have any extra money that day and you, you had enough for a cup of coffee, but you didn't have enough to start handing out dollar bills to everybody. But, you know, it's okay. I, you know, I've had homeless people beg me for change. You know, even a quarter made them happy. I mean, they're so easy to please, you know. Keep some pocket change, give a quarter or whatnot. You know, they'll leave you alone think the world of you and this breaks my heart because what's quarter gonna do you know they're gonna have to go around all day just collect a dollar i mean this is sad sometimes they may hit it big um and i know this not from begging on the streets because i've never done that and hopefully god forbid i ever have to do that but i have a neighbor who has and uh, one day she told me, she's like, ah, somebody handed me a $20 bill. And I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, good for you. Um, she needed it. And her situation is a little bit better now to where she doesn't have to actually ask for money on the streets. Um, you know, thank God. I hope nothing ever happens to her and nothing bad ever happens to her if she ever has to do that again. I hope that she never has to do that again. But I remember how happy she was that day because somebody gave her $20. And that just resonates in my heart. She was able to do what she needed to do that day. And people, she certainly was not rich. You know that the big misconception that... Uh, now, mind you, there's always exceptions to the rule, okay? But there are people out there that go begging for change and they're just happy to get a couple of bucks, five bucks. bucks 20 bucks whatever um they're not out there making huge amounts of copious amounts of money now you always get the scumbags driving the bmws who think they're being funny going down there just to prove their point that um which is a false point by the way that uh, homeless people are making all kinds of money do you really think they'd be sleeping under bridges and, and bushes and you know, asking for change if they actually had enough money to actually go hang out at the Hyatt or whatnot. Um, the times I've actually spent in hotel rooms, you know, thanks to my employer or the fact that I had enough money to actually stay in one, I can't ever remember a time where I actually saw anybody who looked like they were homeless. And uh, that's because it doesn't happen. I never see people who are homeless actually going into hotels and stuff. And I actually lived in a hotel for three or four months. When I was in uh, North Carolina there were no homeless people there um, you didn't see I mean you can certainly tell when somebody's been homeless I mean the clothes that they wear they usually wear extra clothes and they wear long sleeve shirts because of course they don't want to get bug bites or sunburn or you know over overly cold overly hot whatever it's just it's kind of like you can kind of tell then there are the people that that go out of their way to not look homeless who've been homeless for years too because they actually have a job to maintain and stuff. So um they kind of go covert homeless because uh or covert normal, quote unquote, so that they can blend into society because they don't want to be judged, and I don't blame them because society is really cruel. But also one of the things that I can really commend the government on is the fact that they've made, uh, you know, like uh, healthcare accessible to everybody. And I never thought I'd ever see this in my lifetime. Where if you make under, like, uh, I don't know what the limit is for Medicaid, um, if you make under a certain amount, you get Medicaid, which means one of the positive things that I've seen is that if you are a diabetic and you're on the streets, you're still going to have your medical care so that you can still, at least, if nothing else, even if everything's been taken away from you, you can still exist. That's good. I mean, you may not have everything now, but at least you can exist. (laughs) There are changes coming, people. There are good changes. Because if they're actually finally recognizing that everybody has the right to health care, which is a universal right. It really is. And that means people are not going to have to suffer. And diabetics have it so hard out there. I'm not going to say we have it the worst. I mean, obviously there's people missing limbs and, you know, there's people with multiple sclerosis and other autoimmune deficiencies. Like, like, um, as you know, diabetes is an autoimmune deficiency. And it's something that... um, deteriorates over time it gets worse and worse but there are things that we can do to actually prevent it but being homeless is is, is dang near impossible they still need to do something about the food like um make sure that homeless people can get adequate food but i'm a little bit upset like for instance uh the food benefits that are out there like when you get a food ha- a food card you have to have an address in order to get that food card if you don't have an address um, they don't consider you a human being. You don't you don't get one. You don't deserve one, which is really sad. And then there's some counties, like the county that I'm in, which is the reason why I don't like where I'm actually living right now, even when you do fall below the poverty line, it's hard to fall below the poverty line, by the way, but... Um, they won't qualify you anyways. Or if, if they have a grudge against you, they won't allow you to have food stamps. All I'd have to do is move to a different county and have it, but... Unfortunately, in the current county that I'm in, for instance, even when my income has fallen below, um, you know, acceptable standards, then basically all that cost is on me regardless. Now, if you are fortunate enough to be on Medicaid or unfortunate, depending on how you're looking at it, you can call your health care provider if you have a good one. Atena is a good one. But Aetna has, like, uh, like, is pretty bomb, I think. Um, I have Aetna Healthcare, but they also provide uh, mental health services. You may not, (laughs) you may not need mental health services. That's fine. But diabetics, they oftentimes do suffer from anxiety or depression. I think that's more environmentally caused than physically caused. But, you know, when you're thrown into, or thrust into poverty, it's, it's going to be normal to actually deal with anxiety and depression. Mainly depression. I don't know if anybody deals with anxiety like I do. But um, but they do have, for instance, programs that you can actually attend. They also have caseworkers if you need one of those. They have doctors you can see. You can see specialists, etc. Um, now, I know that the, 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 the health marketplace, for instance... They have health care programs where you don't have to pay anything for insurance if you fall below a certain income. And of course, uh, if you fall below their threshold, then they stick stick you on Medicaid, yay. And with Medicaid's the same way. Um, but uh, when you're dealing with a homeless population, here's here's the problem is there's so many, there's so many holes that you fall into um, being homeless, like for instance, uh, people that require you to actually have an address before they'll actually send you anything. This is one of the hurdles that, that homeless people have to get through, is for instance, like maybe they can't get a bank account because they don't have a home. They don't have an address to go to. Or to have. Um, things can be mailed to general mail, but a lot of times, like a lot for a lot of applications and stuff, they won't accept that. But if there's no other choice but to send it to general mail, that's where they send it. Um, Also, another address you can use is whatever homeless shelter you're near, even if you're not actually in that particular homeless shelter. If you're there as a client, they may actually allow you to use that address. So, interestingly enough, I hope that nobody has to go uh, down the path of homelessness, but just know that um, if you had a choice between homelessness or jail, I don't know which one's worse, actually. I've heard jail's actually better than homelessness, but I, I would tend to disagree because you're with a bunch of criminals in jail, so... Um, I think I would just go the way of homelessness, but, I mean, neither one of them is really an option. Um, maybe moving to a different country? I don't know. <laughs> like, I would seriously consider it. Um... So I think, sorry, I had to, like, turn it off for a minute because I was laughing my head off. Um, but I would hope things in this country can actually turn around. I think that, um, you know, as, as, as hardcore as some people are and super critical about Biden, I think Biden has his good points as long as his bad points. There's some things that he does. Like, he had said something on Twitter, such as, uh, we passed a bill to, like, Charged is the 1% billionaires like or or 1% of the richest they have to say richest because there's billionaires and trillionaires now um 1% or no 15% taxes and everybody else or anybody under $400,000 are going to be charged 0% for their taxes I'm like looking at this like I'm in disbelief that he actually said that but he did he twittered it and he has like the the verified blue check mark for twitter So I guess billionaires are going to be paying their 15% in taxes. So is this fair? I have no idea, but you know what? I don't have a billion or a trillion dollars, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know. Maybe they need that money for their jet propulsion fuel or something. Um, I wouldn't even know what that is so it doesn't matter what i don't know i don't care about anyways (laughs) but it's good to know that that biden's trying to put in in place things that like don't really matter anyways because people don't have money to pay taxes anyways um what's the point (laughs) but yay we have health care so who cares um so I guess part of the problem is here, too, is uh, where exactly that funding is supposed to come from. Like, where does the money actually come from to actually take care of people's health care? Like, there's more critical questions and everything. But, you know, one of the things that I was concerned about, because I'm like, I'm like, thinking about this stuff. But, of course, the only question I could come up with after he tweeted this tweet was, Okay, that's great and all, but who's going to take care of the potholes in the road? Okay. So, okay, I gotta make this point really quickly, too, because, like, um, here in Huntington, they have some of the worst potholes I've ever seen in the country yet. I've been to a lot of different places, like the places, like Pothole City around here, and sometimes they fix a pothole, but most of the time there's, like, there's a thousand more potholes for every pothole that they fix, right? And there was one that was so deep that somebody decided to stick a tire in it, okay? That's how bad some of the potholes are around here. Here in Huntington, West Virginia, they stuck a tire in it, in the pothole. Yes, it covered most of the tire. It was that deep. I mean, they get these—not even potholes anymore. They're sinkholes, and for whatever reason, it just takes the whole ground with it. It makes me a little bit nervous driving down the road because I never know if I'm going to like my car is going to collapse into a, a major sinkhole or not. But. Um, so I had to say something about, you know, we got to take care of the infrastructure of the roads in the United States. But there's also a reason why I mentioned that, is because I read a story a long time ago where, um, like, this is how Rome fell. They weren't getting the money in that they needed, and the next thing you know, their roads were disintegrating, collapsing. And the next thing you know, Rome was no more. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, just build the roads, we'll be fine. We're going to be fine, people. We're going to be fine. So, okay, I, I don't... I think that, like, if I was a trillionaire or a billionaire or something, I would kind of, like, look at Biden and say, 15%, that's ridiculous, I'm getting out of the country. That would be my first thought, because, you know, for the longest time, I think Trump was... Um, told them that they were going to be paying 10%, and they're just like, okay, yeah, whatever. And now at 15%, where it's a higher amount, like... I have no idea. I have no clue. Maybe they figure just 15% of whatever they're making in the trillions or whatnot will be enough to cover whatever in the country. I hope it works! I think that's great. If if it provides basic health care for everybody, then it's working and we'll be all be okay. So we all have that right to life and we can all enjoy our our liberty and be able to get on with our day and work our jobs at $10 an hour, I guess. But that's another thing, too, is um, you know, a lot of people I understand, I mean, let's say you're making you're you're doing what you can in your, your little city or whatnot of 50,000 people, and the best-paying job around you is $10 an hour. Um, this will cover your, your, your rent to exist, but it's not going to cover, like, for instance, like the car or the insurance or anything of that nature. It's just going to cover your basic survival. And that can be kind of Depressing. I can understand that. There's no real chances of getting ahead, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, so with that being said, um, I think I've, I've just about hit the end of the rope here. Uh, so, uh, of course, I wish that lady the best. Uh, Miss Normith Thom- Thorm- Thornton. I said her name wrong. I do wish her the best. I, I really do hope that there's some kind of charitable organization that actually comes out of the fact that this lovely woman uh, actually fed the homeless—I um, something my foster dad did as well—and he, he was a lovely man. So I know people who actually do that uh, make the best people, by the way. All right. So with that being said, please be kind to each other. Do something that makes a difference out there. And I mean, you're not only benefiting humanity when you make a difference, but Um, you're also benefiting yourself and you're mainly doing it for you if you want to feel joy if you want to feel good about yourself if you want to feel like you make a difference do something for other people and do it without regard of I favor this person or I favor that person it shouldn't even matter you just pick random strangers and do good things for them and good things will come back to you so don't judge them just do things out of your heart and let's say you don't have a heart because i've met people like that too let's say you don't have a heart for that just start small start by doing small things and let it let it come from your imagination what good you want to do and then just do more of it just do more of it and then look and search for opportunities because these opportunities don't always pop up by the way, now if you're Phoenix, it pops up every day. and It's just like a flogging. Um, there's so many needy people there. You want to get away from it. But in like a smaller town, you won't see much of it. So uh, the random places that you go that you don't go to very frequently, like I wouldn't, I would not suggest like doing it at a place that you actually go to like on a daily basis because then then people know that you're gonna be there. But kind of be like like one of those random angels. I guess you would think of it of like a uh, like um, like a messenger from God or something. I mean, they don't keep coming to you day after day after day, even though a person may want to see you day after day after day. But kind of do it like random. And make your, your good habits random. Don't do it all the time. Otherwise, people are going to start expecting it. So um, make it very random. Talk to people. Talk to somebody. You might actually have a really interesting deep conversation with somebody who you just gave like a bottle of water to and they may actually give you a tip that actually helps you out too so it's kind of interesting because there's that exchange of information they feel like they need to give you something in return sometimes i've i've found that that to be true they want to give you something back because you are you sought them out and they're just like oh this person they knew exactly what i needed let me give them something too i've gotten good job tips out of people like that before I've gotten um, information such as uh, lower gas prices, um, specials on food. I mean, it's kind of interesting, actually. And it's also uh, a way to build bridges with your neighbors. And um, uh, to actually just forget for a moment what kind of predicament that you're in, what kind of predicament they're in, and try to normalize things a little bit. All right. So with that being said, be nice to each other if nothing else. I hope that you have a great day. Mm -hmm. It's been Margaret Coleman Franklitz, and until next time.